Hey there. Welcome to the in-between. We are uh, moving right along. I, d- I didn't realize how fast we were going until I looked up and we were already at 22. Um, but I guess but that's... But not 2 Samuel 22. But not 2 Samuel. I, 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 forgive me if I say 2 Samuel at any point during this. We are not in 2 Samuel. We are in 1 Samuel still. Yeah. We are we are not jumping books, but still, Second yep. Samuel twenty two got here faster than I really. <laughs> I think you just said Second Samuel. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, First Samuel twenty two got here faster than I really uh, thought it would. Did I yep. say First Samuel that time? I, I did that time. I think so. Okay, well, we're just gonna. We all know what what, what we don't mean mind here. me. That's right. Um, yeah, this is pretty terrible so uh that was kind of fun to to hear um you talk about it after we talked about it without you yeah did you listen to the podcast yes most of it i I, I apparently missed a little bit of it but yes i thought i had listened to all of it but i I guess i blacked out during part of it or something so (laughs) i'm not surprised you're probably playing a game we we made the same mistake of saying that paul had taught Yes, on the, the showbread. showbread. <laughs> yes. Did, now, did y'all correct that on the podcast? Yes, we did. Yes, on the because I was like, I you think you, you that must be what I missed. Yeah. So because yeah. I heard y'all John reference it, yeah, it like it was the case, and then yeah. I corrected it, <laughs> and then you said it first service, and part, then I told you in between. The irony services. is part of why I said it first service was because I thought that's what I heard on the podcast. <laughs> yep. Well, you did hear it on the podcast. You just missed the I just correction. Missed the correction. <laughs> you you definitely heard me say it. Oh, I messed you up. Well, it certainly sounded right to me too. So yeah, I I didn't think to like go back and look. Again, feels like an eternity ago. Oh my gosh, it was. We're almost at Christmas again. Yes, don't. That's. (laughs) I don't care. I'm not the worship pastor anymore. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) This is gonna be great. I'm gonna enjoy this Christmas until he puts you in charge of the cantata. Don't you dare. Colson doesn't know what a cantata it is. It probably doesn't, so I'll have to teach it to him. No, you don't. Uh, you really, really, really don't. don't. Okay, we won't do a Christmas cantata this year. Um, <laughs> I don't yeah. even know if that's a thing. Is it only an Easter cantata? I, I might be misusing uh, the term I cantata. Don't I don't, I don't Who know. knows? Um, somebody does. Sorry, that's yeah, probably... I'm sure someone Alan, is screaming, you know? at the, screaming at the thing. Yeah, anyway. Like, this is, you don't even know what it is. I can't even spell it, apparently. I was trying to look it up. That's funny. Cantata, cantata. C-A-N. Somebody's calling in to tell us right now. Colson is. (laughs) Colson's calling in. Hello? Hello. I'm sick. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Colson's sick. That's why he's not here. That's why you haven't heard his melodious voice. He missed yesterday, which, you know, they say that 40% of all sick days are taken on Mondays and Fridays. So, Do they say that? (laughs) Yeah, which which is exactly what you would expect. That's 20% of... (laughs) For the yeah. Monday the and Friday days. are 40% of the work week? Of the work week. Huh. Yeah. That's crazy. It's pretty awesome. So it's something... We're just going to keep moving, I guess. Yep. Um, Paul, you look lost over there. No nope, problem. Your <laughs> phone just died. No, I'm just like, why is sick Colson calling me? I yeah. don't know. During the, the podcast. podcast. He yeah. has to know. Yeah. He's no, that he sick. Doesn't. He's that sick. He's yep. getting his hours confused, probably. Um, or just thought that if he wasn't here, that you definitely wouldn't show up. <laughs> That's right. Um, so so yes, we're at the Cave of Adullam. The Cave of Adullam, which I've never visited. I've not visited the Caves of Adullam. Well, um, 
No. So I, I would love to at some point. There's uh, apparently a shrine to a sheik that's built over them now. But, the, and of course, they can't be 100% sure which caves well, are the sure. right caves, I but mean, they know where, they have a pretty good feel idea for where, where Adulam is. Adulam is. And so that's what's wild about a place where people have pretty much continuously lived for the last 3,000 years is, yeah, that's, I mean, you go ask the right people, hey, where where's Adulam? And they'll point and you go look and yeah, there's an old city there. And it's... Hey, look, there's caves. There's caves too. Yeah. But anyway, so I'll have some pictures of the, of what is uh, presumed to be the caves now, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty wild. But yeah, just another one of those, I mean, he's... David's just running around, and so he, he goes and hides at the caves of Adullam, and then kind of in one of the sadder parts of the story, his family joins him there, and you can imagine they're super excited about having to leave their homes and and flocks and everything at Bethlehem because they're not safe. Saul is Saul has now gone from being unhappy with David to being, I don't, I don't know if crazy is the right statement, but he it, it is... This chapter, you know, we talked about how that that we've tried to you know, identify with Saul and understand Saul and connect with him and like, oh, I can see why he's so insecure or whatever. And then we get here. Yeah, yeah I don't think it, I read uh, that <clears throat> verse that way. That's interesting. Yeah. And when his brothers and, and all his father's house heard it, they went down there to him. Yeah. The, Maybe they're going down to comfort him or, or something like that, just to join him. Solidarity. Right. I think Gordon's commentary points out that there's, you know, a link back to in chapter 20, if Saul's willing to attack his own family. Oh, yeah. He's when he throws a spear at Jonathan. So if he's willing to attack his own family, what is he willing to do to others' families? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think this is two parts, a very interesting beginning of this chapter of one that apparently, again, David's family isn't jeopardy because Saul's that untrustworthy. And so they go to this cave to join him, but not just the family. Verse two, I've always found. Super everyone interesting. Who was in distress. Yeah. Everyone who was in distress, everyone who was in debt, everyone who was bitter in soul gathered to him and he became commander over them. And they were with him about 400 men, which is a whole lot. <laughs> That's a lot in a cave or in several caves. Yep. Um, but uh, again, the idea. They're a, they're a happy fun bunch though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, it's just, yeah, it's just how needy people need to seek out a refuge um, a dulum literally means refuge right. um, or hiding place. And so you have all these people gathered together needing a refuge and they find it in a dulum. And then there, for those who are bittered in soul, they find a commander who's going to rule over them. And so, again, I think you get another another messianic typography figure here of David assuming a, a role yep. that, the Jesus, that Jesus will later fulfill in an ultimate way. All who are needy need to turn mm-hmm. to him. Yeah. Just looking over all these people that need a shepherd. Mm-hmm. Yep. The weak and heavy laden mm-hmm. or the weary and heavy laden. Yep. Um, and then he takes care of his parents, which is awesome. Yep. Gets them to stay at Moab. Um, which is, would which, be familiar in the family that's line. That's right. Isn't yeah. that wild? That's yeah. a great, nice little touch that, this is the great grandson of a Moabite woman. Mm-hmm. And so it makes sense that he would go there. And now why he did not go there before he went to Gath, 
Mm-hmm. I don't know. Why he didn't go hide there. I, I needed a little time to freak out, Chris. Just give him, give him a <laughs> yeah, second. Exactly. So. What the? Yeah, I, I think it's it's intriguing. He But all he does, he doesn't go there and hide. So it's like, it has that feel of like, I'm not coming because I'm not trying to help you. I'm not trying to pick a fight with Saul for you. I'm not trying to get you involved in this. But right. I do need someone to take care of my parents uh, during it. So it, again, it just feels so real. Um. And uh, I think, isn't that when Gad shows up? Yeah, then the yeah. prophet Gad <clears throat> says not to don't, remain. Don't stay in the cave. Don't stay in, in I, I don't know if that's Moab or the caves. mitzvah. Because he says stronghold, don't, that's right. don't remain in the stronghold. That's right. And that's what mitzvah means. Okay. Mitzvah means stronghold. Right. So, yeah, I think it's, he goes, he goes there to mitzvah, the stronghold, and Gad tells him, don't stay here. Right. Yep. So he goes into Judah. Mm-hmm. The forest of Hereth. Yep. This is starting to, like, this part, you might reference the, like, go from this place to that place, and then yeah, typical reading of this. Like, these are places. Yeah. Well, and I thought you did a great job with the map, you know, yeah. just kind of showing yeah. um, the uncertainty of the time. I yep. think, again, I think that's what the reader would read here is family's not safe. He's trying to find these strongholds. He's finding find these refuge. He's trying to find, he starts in God's, you know, um, with God's priests, the right place to start. Gets provision, even though he goes about it probably in some right uh, wrong ways. But yet here it really is that he's just, he's on the run. Um, he's mo- moving around to avoid a king, which makes a lot of sense when you think about a king ruling over a nation. Um if Saul can't find the donkey, he's not going to be able to <laughs> find, can't find, David. find David bouncing around <laughs> wow. all these places. That was, that's pretty good. <laughs> I so. didn't I didn't see that one coming. Good job. Yeah. Uh, that's hilarious. <laughs> Saul's not technically great at finding things. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shoot. It reminds me of when my mom used to send me to go uh, find something in our house, and I just was lost. So she started buying these, like, the Where's Waldo books and the I Spy books. Yes. At one point, she made me draw a map of our house with everything and what we called it so that she, wow. she would know that I knew what I was looking for <laughs> when she said, go to the dining room and look in the cupboard. Oh, wow. Because evidently I would not do that well. It's funny. Like at the time, I was like, this is stupid. Now that I have kids, I'm like, that's Genius. Genius, exactly. <laughs> that woman is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. I had not gotten a chance down to the forest of Harith yet. I'm not seeing what... I have to look up. Man, there's like a thousand different people claiming what the word Harith means. Yeah, and some of that it's also like, and again, on the map you showed, it's not known. Like, yeah, That's it why it was a question mark. Like, even today, it's not known what it is. And mm-hmm. so it, it gives Something. credence to... Also, not knowing necessarily what it means or if it's in. I think it's Sherwood. There you go. <laughs> the Forest of Harith. So some say, one, one translation says to cut into, which would make sense for a forest. It's a place you go cut into. But another place says Hureth, H-U-R-E-T-H, means freedom, and it may be a. So anyway, I have to do some research on that one. Sherwood. Um. Uh, it's a place where people hide and well, that's, pretend there are ghosts around them. That's always it is H A 
R-E-T or C-H-E-R-E-T-H in the transliteration. Um, and it just says a forest in Judah. <laughs> so <laughs> he's going to rob from the rich and give to the poor. I'm looking for the. There's some. John's there's some dating himself over there. Yeah. I was like, they're not responding at all. This is great. <laughs> a, uh, yeah. And there's even an alternate kind of reading or understanding of of the Hebrew marka mark on the nota, um, which again is just getting. I'm sorry. What right. did you say? Exactly. Stay, stay, stay in Sherwood land over uh-uh. there. <laughs> so, so again, it may even be that this is a, a notation discrepancy or that this was a word just meaning he goes to the forest and departed there right um and it wasn't actually meant to be a name but again Mm. either way you know this type of stuff is sometimes fascinating sometimes boring um but at other times at all times it doesn't you know discredit certainly the trustworthiness of scripture whether it's a descriptive word or whether it's a of the place or of how David left to it, it's still where David goes. It would be, it would be significant if David, you know, David runs to a hiding place and then runs to a fortress. Um, and then, then at the command of a prophet where he goes next, the name, the meaning of that name sure does seem like it would be significant. So it seems to come either from the Hebrew word to engrave, to, to carve your name, so to speak, or to write, to carve into something, or potentially, given the way Hebrew works, HR, again, I'm now doing English transliteration, so it makes no <laughs> sense, but taking the vowels out of it the way it is in the Hebrew, it could just as easily be the Hebrew word for freedom, according to one, one guy's arguing for it to mean freedom. So that would be an interesting... Not there. Anyway. Yeah. So he goes to Herath or Herath for a while. Guys, that's only five verses. <laughs> I know it. And then then we get this terrifying imagery of Saul um, sitting at Gibeah under Tamarisk tree uh, on the high point with a spear in his hand. And that just has such a mafia likes, boss leader. He likes trees. Feel, doesn't it? Like him just sitting up there spinning his spear on the ground, you know. Apparently know mad that... I mean, he apparently knows some of his men have deserted him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you get this disgruntled king moment who's kind of barking at yep. his subjects, the ones who shouldn't be barked at because they're the ones who, st- who, who stayed. Who are there, yeah. Well, there were apparently others that left, but this is, yeah. And these are the Benjaminites. These mm-hmm. are his tribe. And the, so whoever's around him still. His, his paranoia again. Yep certainly is kicked up here. This is a, I put in the notes that Saul is in villain, villain meme mode here. I mean, like he is, he is setting an archetype for us. No one discloses to me when my son makes a, yeah. Uh, deal with the devil. Yep. Even just the whiny. I mean, it's so, I actually was like, I, well, I so cringy. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, no, I mean, it's, it's that, it's taking something noble. I mean, something that we, you know, walked through that passage and praised about friendship. Yeah. And actually then adding an assumption on that 
which is then a conspiracy against him. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, because we don't have any evidence of that in the story. Right. And again, I don't think that. At no point are they meeting together and saying, how are we going to overthrow? How are we going to overthrow dad? Dad. Yeah. And uh -huh. yet, again, if that was the case, I think that would probably have been there and somewhat of the story. And this right. would have been, oh, well, this is I making mean, sense. There's plenty of opportunities for David to act on that. And he doesn't. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the evidence certainly becomes yeah. there is none of that. Um, as we're going to see, we see two different, and that's significant, two different testimonies of times when David could easely have taken Saul's life and doesn't. Which, which is also why I think Saul proof. leaves when he does. Yeah. At, anyway. And here and comes Doeg. I know it. Coming back. long-nosed, <laughs> slimy, and somewhere, creature. somewhere of this, somewhere of where now, when Doeg, the Edomite, came and told Saul, where David was apparently is the narrative behind Psalm 52. Hmm. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. I've not gotten to that yet. And so Psalm 52 says, why do you boast of evil? O mighty man, the steadfast uh, love yeah. of God endures all the day. Your tongue plots destruction like a sharp razor. You worker of deceit. You love evil more than good and lying more than speaking what is right. Hmm. You love all the words that devour, O oh, deceitful tongue. But God will break you down forever. He will snatch and tear you from your tent. He will uproot you from the land of the living. The righteous shall see and hear, see and fear, and shall laugh at him, saying, See the man who would not make God his refuge, but trusted in the abundance of his riches, mm. and sought refuge in his own destruction. But I am like a green olive tree in the house of God. I trust in the steadfast love of God forever and ever. I will thank you forever because you have done it. I'll wait for your name for it is good in the presence of the godly. Mm. Yep. So yep. we got this Doeg who's loyal to Saul. At least loyal to Doeg. Yeah. And then interesting enough, yeah, by the time we get to verse 18 and 19. Yeah. Loyal, loyal to himself, cl claiming allegiance with Saul for his, whether it's for his own protection or because he actually likes Saul, but then apparently not claiming allegiance to Yahweh, disloyal to Yahweh. Yep. Man and woman, child and infant, mm -hmm. ox, donkey and sheep. It's, it's very, I mean, it's clearly the same language as what God commanded as far as the Amorites, mm -hmm. um, and this is do. This is now Saul thinking he has the authority of God, and Doeg thinking he has the responsibility that Saul did to God. And remember, Saul mm -hmm. failed to do that with the mm -hmm. Amorites, and so it's. I think there's a clear play here between Saul now seeing himself as I am now God. I'm the one who gives instructions like this. I'm the one who who tells people what to do. And and Doeg is a in some ways a better servant of Saul than Saul is a servant of Yahweh. Hmm. Um anyway. It's 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 rough. I mean, there's nothing at this stage, all of our attempts to like. I want to like Saul. I want to understand Saul. I want to, they kind of go out the window here. It's like, okay, now, now this is just dark and death and there's just, just not much recovery here. And we don't, we don't ever see Saul really try to. Um, 
So, I mean, this is what insecurities lead to. Yeah. Or believing that your securities lie in your, I don't know. Anyway. Well, and then you have this great ending um, to the chapter of David as a commander um, or the next king. Um, very stark words that come in comparison out of David's mouth versus Saul. Saul, who's grumbling at his men, mm-hmm. who is paranoid, who is threatening, who is challenged by everybody who's around him. And then you got Abiathar who escapes Saul and goes um, after David and David's words there is stay with me. Do not be afraid for he who seeks my life seeks your life. And with me, you shall be in safekeeping. A very different tone from a leader. Mm. Oh yeah. And even that David wants to take some responsibility. Oh yeah. He's like, yeah. I should have seen this it. coming. Yeah, I, I should have seen this coming. Yeah. Yep. That's a, um, I do think it's interesting that David knew that, uh, Doig was there. Like that he wasn't... At some point he picked up on... Yeah, he picked up on like yeah. the shady guy in the corner. I couldn't get a good answer for when it says that Doig was restrained there. Like, the most common answer was that it may have been Sabbath. And so Doig had already walked his steps and could not keep going. That would be awfully... I don't know. Uh, I don't know what the, what the word would be there. It, that That feels awfully faithful of someone who turns out to be like Doeg to concern himself with that, but maybe just got caught there or he had made a, an oath or something. It? That's in 21. What we looked at last week. Um, uh, 21. Now a certain man of the servants, verse seven, there was a day was there that day detained before the Lord. <clears throat> and so it's, it was a, I didn't have time to try to unpack it and to look at some of the different theories on it, but it, it, it was intriguing that the word was detained. So whether he was under judgment of some kind or some kind of bond he had made kept him there, it just like he was restrained from leaving somehow. Yeah, it would be interesting if, again, this is Hollywoodizing scripture, so please don't hear me saying that this is what happened, but it would be interesting if he had been called in for some sort of like you you're not you're not giving the amount right there's a confrontation the there herds or you know what the herdsmen are supposed to give mm. to um this and so if he's being questioned about something like that and especially is resentful of it then to come back with Saul and be an executioner <laughs> Right. Over those people. Again, that is that is straight scripted. Please don't hear me saying that's what Well, I, I mean I don't it's it's there's so much we don't have from these passages. Yeah. That is is this a vengeance thing? Is was Doeg humiliated by the priests and so he's happy to go back and wipe them out? We we you're right, it's supposition, mm-hmm. but um I'll let you guys know so in on in on a little secret is the um you know, Doeg vanishes. We don't after this scene, we don't hear from Doeg. Um and but there are Hebrew stories um, about what happened to Doeg. And there's two main ones. One is that he is the man who comes back and tells David, I killed Saul. That he's the (laughs) one who later comes back to David and says, I was there with Saul when Saul died and Saul wanted me to kill him. So I did. 
and then David executes him. Um, which would make me feel a whole lot better about David executing him if that was Doeg. Now, why the Bible would not have said, <laughs> said it's this is Doeg, Doeg. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Here's the crazy one. Another one is that Doeg started his own school of hmm. scripture. And he is the one who convinced that he was like <clears throat> apparently some kind of authority and that he he's the one who encouraged Saul to, un, to nullify the marriage between McCall and David and give McCall to another man. Um, and, and the, there's all this defense of all, like there's a whole, I guess, quote, fictional account of the diff, of Doeg's different theological stances about these situations. And that he was the, the intelligence behind convincing Saul to do a lot of the bad stuff Saul does. And then in the end, his teaching became so foul that his own students rose up and killed him. Now, that's all, nothing in scripture about that. I understand why those are <clears throat> satisfying to people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I understand why the Hebrews, the Hebrew people who wanted a, uh, we need to know what happened to Doeg. So someone came up with a good fitting ending for Doeg. Yeah. Um, but I was trying to look at the detained before the Lord and actually then ran into another uh, notation that led me to Josephus, a Jewish historian in the first century who um, isn't obviously, again, as reliable as scripture. Um, <laughs> sure. Right. Share some insight. Um, <clears throat> Josephus calls... But it's 2,000 years closer to it than we are. Doeg. <laughs> um, by birth, a Syrian, one that kept the king king's mules. Donkeys. <laughs> right. Again. Oh, yeah. Keeper of the back, king's donkeys. Back. Yeah. They keep showing up. His Listen, donkeys. buddy. <laughs> Saw on his donkeys. He lost. So that's why he got called in to be detained as he lost the donkeys. Again. He lost the donkeys. Again, like his <laughs> Listen. Well, Saul we, wasn't going to be in charge of keeping his own donkeys. I'll tell yeah, you that. Dad, yeah. I'm right. <laughs> like some delegate in that junk. I'm finished with that ever. So, oh, man. Yeah. There's a lot here and uh, we'll be unpacking it. It'll be um, good as well. But there's not a lot of encouragement until the very end when we're seeing again, once again, David trying to do it the way he thinks God would have him do it. So it's yeah. really cool. That's uh, It's going to be good. And we're looking forward to hearing it unpacked fully. Fully. <laughs> sure would. That's right. Be encouraged. <laughs> <laughs>